0: Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners once again. And it's a pleasure and a blessing to be able to be with you on the program today and each day right here in Search the Scriptures. We're so thankful to know that so many are out there listening and they have a desire to want to learn the Bible better. We know because we hear from many of you in various ways. And we're so thankful for those communications that tell us that you listen on a regular basis. Some of you say listen every day or all the time. And we're thankful for you doing that. We're encouraged by that. We're simply trying to serve God and bring him glory by helping other people learn his word better, by teaching his word accurately and effectively. Now, of course, we have a desire to help people get to heaven. But the bottom line is we wanna bring God glory. By teaching his word accurately and effectively. And in so doing, our prayer is that many will believe. And that they will not only believe, but that they will obey. They will make the proper applications to their lives of what we study together on the program from God's word. And we teach God's word. We really dig deep. We look at it in detail. But we try to explain it in a way that is easy to comprehend and that makes sense for your daily lives. We're not going to get here and start philosophizing uh, about some kind of uh, man-devised discipline. We're going to teach you the Bible. If you're listening for the first time, that should become apparent within a fairly short period of time. And we pray that as you continue to study with us and learn with us God's Word more fully and in more depth, that your faith in God will grow stronger and that you'll come closer to God and that ultimately you'll make up your mind to come to Him all the way, His way, through Christ, your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Him and surrendering to Him in baptism for the remission of your sins. And begin at that point to walk that new life in Christ, a life directed by God's word and pointed directly toward heaven a life wherein you're living by the truth of the Bible and where you know you can have confidence that you're promised eternal life with God in Christ in heaven. Our prayers are with you and our prayers are for you. As I indicated in our last program, we're going to finish up a study that we've been on over the last several days. We've been talking about the importance of sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. The word doctrine simply means teaching, as we've talked about over and over again. And the word sound before it is a modifier indicating that it is true doctrine. It's not just some teaching or some kind of teaching. It is true teaching. The idea of soundness is something that you can have confidence in, that you know is secure. In this case, we're talking about sound teaching. Again, the word doctrine meaning teaching. And so you can say, okay, this teaching is true teaching. It's teaching that we can have confidence in, that we can know that is the truth. And that's important because Jesus stated in John chapter 8 and verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And in John chapter 17 and verse 17, he identified truth as being God's word. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. He prayed to God the Father on the night of his betrayal. So the truth that Jesus is saying will set us free, set us free from the condemnation of sin and all of its consequences is the word of God, the teachings of God's word. Now, we've said many, many times, faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So if you want to know how to believe in God, or if you, and you need to know what to believe, you need to go to God's word. That's what this program is all about, basically, teaching God's word. So we want to help you understand. Now, we've been talking about and been emphasizing looking at scripture text after scripture text in this particular study, demonstrating that it's not okay to just believe something. We've got to believe the truth of God's word. We've got to understand it correctly. As we closed the program last time, we looked at Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, and therein Paul was marveling. And at the same time, I think we can understand he was rebuking the Christians in Galatia, the members of those congregations in that particular part of the world at that time, because they had so soon after they had become Christians, after they had learned and obeyed the gospel, being baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins, a false teacher had come in, or maybe a number of false teachers, and they had... Tainted that true gospel that they had been taught. They had incorporated false teaching, false doctrine into the gospel. You see, they didn't come in and just throw the gospel out altogether. No, they probably still believed in Jesus in some way and probably some of the other tenets of the gospel. But they combined false teaching with the truth. And Paul said, I marvel." That you have so soon been removed, or you've been taught, or you've accepted a different gospel. And then he quickly says, Which is not another? But there are some who who trouble you and want to pervert, or twist, or distort the gospel of Christ. So he says, What they've done is they have changed the gospel. And in so doing, it's no longer the gospel. It's no longer the true gospel. And not being the true gospel means it's not the gospel. And he went on in in verses 8 and 9 and said, Look, if an angel from heaven were to come to you and teach you a different gospel than what we have already taught you, let him be accursed, condemned. If anyone, anyone in this world teaches you a different gospel, let him be accursed, condemned. Paul firmly, emphatically demanded, well, I say demanded, well, he's certainly an inspired writer guided by God to write what he wrote. So in a sense, it is demanding, but he firmly, firmly emphasized, you must believe the true gospel. You must believe the truth in order to be right with God. And anybody who changes that truth it's no longer the truth. And they stand condemned. In 1 John chapter 4, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 4, and verse 13, again, the apostle Paul writes, and he says, give attention till I come to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Over and over again in this study, we've seen that word doctrine. And again, it's not... A strange word, it's not a highly technical word that's difficult to understand and all complicated in its meaning. It simply means teaching. And so Paul is is, is exhorting Timothy, till I come, give attention. In other words, pay attention. In other words, put yourself to the task of reading, to exhortation, to doctrine, to teaching. Timothy still needed to learn. And Timothy needed to teach accurately what he had learned and was going to learn. In verse 16, Paul goes on and says, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Ultimately, our desire and our goal ought to be that we will be saved that we will have eternal life with God in Christ in heaven. Paul says the way to do that is to continue in to take heed to yourself. Now that's pretty strong exhortation there. And to the doctrine. In other words, pay attention to the right teaching, to the truth. For in so doing you will save both yourself and those who hear you, and that's what we want. We want that eternal life, that eternal salvation. When we turn to the second letter to Timothy that's recorded for us, and we read beginning with verse 2, Paul is in a different state of his life. In this second letter, he's writing it from prison in Rome a second time. Now, he'd been in prison in Rome some years before, but now he's, and he was released. But now he's back in prison in Rome. And from the tenor of this particular letter, it seems to come across that he does not expect to be released this time. In fact, it seems that he expects to be executed, and not for robbing banks, <laughs> not for murder, But for simply doing the work of a gospel preacher, an inspired apostle, a Christian. He's been teaching the gospel. And he seems to expect that he's going to die this time. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 2, as he's writing this final letter to Timothy, he's emphasizing the importance that Timothy keep teaching the word the truth, sound doctrine. Notice beginning with verse 2. He says, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Now, preach the word, not preach something, but preach the word, very specific. And then notice how he says, do it, in season and out of season. What does he mean by that? That's simply descriptive language for, I think we should understand, when it is easy and when it's not easy, when it's convenient and when it's inconvenient, when it is readily accepted and received and believed and obeyed, and when it is not believed and rejected. Keep Preaching the word. Keep preaching the truth. He goes on in the next verse and he says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine or true teaching, as we've been studying in this particular series of studies. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, They will heap up for themselves teachers. Itching ears. What does that mean? Well, they want to hear what they want to hear. And when it says they will heap up for for themselves teachers, the sense is simply that they'll find teachers who will teach them what they want to hear, who will scratch their ears for them. Now, you see, that's not looking for somebody to teach you the truth, that's looking for somebody who will teach you what you want to hear, who will make you feel good in what you already believe or what you want to be the truth. So he says they will not endure sound doctrine. You see, they're not, they're not, these are not people who are going to hang in there with true teaching. But they're going to want to find somebody who will scratch their ears for them and make them feel good in what they want to believe or what they the lifestyle they're already living, whatever that is. There are people out there who are living in blatant sin who want people to tell them, and unfortunately they find them in a lot of cases, who will commend them in that sinful lifestyle in which they're living. I'll say it. And Paul says they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. You see, that's the whole point. They'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Paul's telling Timothy, vigorously regard against the church turning away from sound doctrine from true teaching and how does Paul tell Timothy to do that, to safeguard against the church going off into false doctrine, off into error? He says preach the the word. Preach the word, that's how you stand against it most effectively. Preach the truth, keep preaching the truth and that's how you most effectively protect people from being led astray with false doctrine. If they know the truth and they know it firmly, then they're going to recognize false doctrine, false teaching, and they're going to be better equipped to stand up against it when they do hear it. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, again, look at verse 3. Paul says forbidding to marry. Now, he's talking here about some things that were going to happen in the not-too-distant future, probably, uh, from the time that he writes this particular letter. And he's warning about some things, false teachings. And among them, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth by those who believe and know the truth. If you go back to verse 1, he says, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. In other words, false doctrine. Well, who is the originator of false teaching when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to God's word? the devil himself. Now he uses human agents. He uses human beings who will teach the false teaching that he instigates them to teach. But he's the author of it all. He's the source of it all. When we go back to chapter 1 and we look at verse 3, as Paul opens this particular letter to Timothy, he said, as I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. You see, again, truth is not up for popular debate or popular opinion. Truth is truth, whether anybody believes it or not. I remember many years ago, it was a period of time when a whole lot of people were... were, uh, wearing buttons that had some particular motto or statement on them. And I remember one said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. I bought one of those buttons and I wore it some during that period of time. But you know, that particular button was not completely accurate. Now, It was to the extent of what it said. But instead of God said it, I believe it, that settles it, more accurately and more to the point would be God said it, that settles it. <laughs> if God said it, that's the truth, and that settles it. God said it. It's his word. Paul tells Timothy, charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Stay true to the truth of God's word. In Titus chapter 2, in verse 1, Paul writing to Titus, and he has left Titus on the island of Crete to work with the congregations there. He's, you know, Timothy, he writes to Timothy, who was at least for a period of time working with the congregation in Ephesus. So these are very important instructions he's giving to these co-workers of his, and and obviously they're not just to them, they're to us too. It's recorded in inspired scripture. In Titus chapter 2 and verse 1, Paul writes Titus and he says, but as for you, speak things which are proper for sound doctrine." How many times have we read this over and over again so far? Sound doctrine, true teaching. Down in verse 7, he goes on and he says, In all things, showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility. A pattern of good works in doctrine, in teaching, showing integrity. Now, what would be... Showing integrity when it comes to teaching. Teaching the truth. Teaching the truth. That would be showing integrity to doctrine or to teaching. If you change the truth, you're not showing integrity to that truth that you're supposedly you're supposed to be teaching. And so he tells Titus here, sound speech that cannot be condemned. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. True speech, in other words. A pattern of good works in doctrine showing integrity. Staying true to the truth. Very, very important that we do so. When we look at the model congregation of the Lord's church, we go back to that Jerusalem congregation in the book of Acts. The first several chapters in the book of Acts. After that, we see other congregations that have come into existence. But we come back to that very first one. We come back to the chapter in which it was established, the church was established upon this earth, Acts chapter two. And when we see that, that first congregation in its early developmental stages, in Acts chapter two and verse 42, A characteristic of that congregation was they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. They did not just continue in some teaching doctrine. They continued steadfastly. Now, again, an adverb indicating an emphasis steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, teaching, the teaching that the apostles were guiding them in through inspiration from God as divinely appointed apostles and also teaching that they had been given by Jesus himself when they walked with him for a period of about three years before his crucifixion and ultimate ascension back to heaven. Over and over and over again, we've seen the emphasis on sound doctrine, the importance of making sure that we're following God God's way, staying true to the Bible, staying true to true doctrine, true teaching. And remember Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. If anyone teaches any other gospel, Paul said, let him be accursed or condemned. We want to help you learn true doctrine. If you'll contact us, we'll send you a free Bible study. And it will teach you the truth about salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ. It'll teach you true doctrine, the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's no charge for it. We'll even take care of the postage. We never charge anybody to study God's word. Simply contact us, and we'll tell you how in just a moment. Write that information down and contact us and ask for that free study. It can literally change your life for the better and for eternity. Please contact us right away.